When is the last time you listened to a podcast about web development, web design, and small business and didn't fall asleep? Yes, we cover web development, web design, and small business, but like actual human beings with personalities. If you're a beginner, we're not going to talk over your head. It's more like asking your buddy for help. We have guests, we have fun, and let me tell you, these two can get off on a tangent. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to HTML All The Things Podcast. This is Matt Lawrence and Mike Curran. That's it, everybody. We are back. This is the HTML All Things Podcast. This episode is titled, Why Improving Your Focus Will Make You a Better Web Developer. So we have all experienced the pretty much unlimited amount of distractions and demands and false urgencies and emails. And I mean, some of these distractions are work. Some of these distractions are personal. Some of these distractions are a relief reaching for your phone when you're just done with work for the day or whatever it is that's bugging you. So we're going to talk about improving your focus to become a better web developer today. If this sounds interesting to you and you want to support the show, you can go check us out on that Patreon, leave a review or rating on your podcast app. Join us in our Discord server. Share this with your friends. And remember, we do have a Scrimba link. It is a Scrimba discount link. Here's your discount on their plans if you want to learn how to code with their interactive media player slash code editor program. You can edit what the instructor is doing. So you can be like, hey, hang on a second. What's this person doing? You can go and try to break it or whatever it is that you want to experiment with live right there to see what the output would be and to kind of get a better grasp on the concept at hand. That link will be in the show description if your podcast app supports links. But it will also be in the show notes on htmlallthethings.com. Now, Mike, this was your episode. You came up with this concept. So please, sir, take it away. Let's go. Okay. So improving your focus. Um, where does this stem from? Really, for me, I struggle with this. I continue to struggle with this. And this is not something that I have solved. I want to be very clear with that. But it's something that I am in the process of solving. Right. So what really is the problem that I'm experiencing? And I know a lot of other developers, a lot of other really across any industry are experiencing right now, especially those working from home. Like Matt mentioned, unlimited distractions. Stuff popping up on your screen, having three monitors, stuff playing in the background over here, uh, someone calling you from the other room. Like if you're at home, your kids running around. Everything is designed to steal your focus, right? Not only is it designed a lot of times, it's like chemically motivated or even programmatically motivated to steal your focus. The games that you play on your phone are constantly beeping at you that if you don't check them right now, you're going to lose out on X amount of experience or whatever, right? Everything's time boxed. Everything's ready for you to work on it at exactly the moment that you need to be working on something else. We are in a constant war for attention. We're in a constant war for focus. And it's becoming worse and worse due to the just the amount of content and the amount of stuff that's going on around us. We are in a situation where, again, if you're working from home, which I know a lot of developers and people in tech are still doing that, not everyone, it's becoming even harder to kind of close your door and make sure that you can focus on the actual work at hand. And this is hurting the perception of work from home, to be fair, right? Because a lot of times people, your boss will point out, hey, you were more productive yesterday when you were in the office and you're less productive now when you're at home. That will obviously have a bad effect on not only you, 
But if Joe on the in, across the office, he works better at home, they can point out that Bill, you, or, or you know, Joanne or whatever, is worse at home. And they can be like, well, one person is worse at home, so that applies to everyone. Everyone come into the office. So I think it's important across the board to try to fix this and to try to help you fix it yourself to try to at least identify it as a problem as well to help start the steps on fixing it. The one one of the big difficulties here too is that, like you mentioned, some people are going to be great working from home. Some people are going to be great working in the office, but you're also going to have just random off days or off weeks or whatever if you're distracted. And so you might have a really great productive week in the office. The next week, something happens, a personal problem comes up, and now you're at home where you would either be the same, have the same amount of productivity as in office or even more, and now you have less. And then if you work in a corporation in which they're tracking those numbers, yeah, they might say, hey, you know, this this doesn't look good for work from home. What's going on here? Those type of things. And one of the big kind of personal notes I'll say here is that everyone is going to be different. Um, so Mike, for example, you use just one phone and you have all your work stuff going to one phone. Uh, when I entered the workforce, I was given a Blackberry and then I had my personal phone as well, obviously. And so I had a separation there. When we started the company, I had just one phone and I was using that. And I noticed after about seven years of, you know, effectively being on call or reachable all the time that I just started going like loopy. I just started acting weird, not sleeping constantly checking things and starting to become almost paranoid with work. And it was, you know, me separating the phone and setting up some boundaries with clients where I'd be like, Hey, you know, I'm not going to meet you on this day or whatever, but I'm more than like, I'm more than happy to help you out. I'm more than happy to put the work in, but there has to be some boundaries here. Um, you know, my, my work phone will be off. I'm not taking my work phone with you. There was, I, the most recently I've been asked, Oh, Hey, I don't, this is like someone telling me this. I don't want to access my work email. So can I have your personal email so we can chat about work on our personal emails? And I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that. Why would I do that type thing? So, you know, it, everyone's a little bit different. And the problem is, is some things are going to be seen as laziness or lack of productivity. Like me saying, stop, like I'm going to go you know, do something else other than work for the day. Some people would say, oh, that's lazy. But I'm also the type of person where if there's a big project in front of me, I will schedule. And this is the big thing for me is I like to schedule big days. I'll schedule like a 16 hour day. And I'll just sit there from morning through the night and I'll do that on my own, you know, accord. But then I do that intentionally. I know, okay, you know, I, I want to get a big chunk of this done. I have, you know, a personal event coming up or, um, Hey, you know what? I'm going to coast for a bit because I did a few of those big days. I'm going to coast for a bit. Maybe I'll do a couple of half days or I'll work on something else in those other half days. And then, you know, I'll go back to doing the heavy days or I'll just go back to doing eight hour days or whatever. But it's, it, in terms of reading a metric, like reading it on a chart, it looks like, oh, Matt, Matt's lazy. Oh, now he's like, now he's cramming. Oh, now he's lazy. And it could be interpreted in different ways. And it really is just a different, it, it, it everyone's different in that way. And I'm way more productive now that I have a separate phone because it, it, what used to always happen is I'd be out doing something where I'd be out either in a bad service area, I wouldn't have a laptop on me, or I'm doing something that requires my full attention, like I'm out golfing or I'm at a movie or something, or I can't just pull out a laptop. And then something goes wrong on someone's site, and now that's all I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of the solutions, I'm thinking of this, I'm thinking of that, and now that's ruined my off time. Now I'm, now I'm coming back into the office, or figuratively into the office, coming back to work, and now I'm having a worse time doing that, so now I'm now I'm a disaster. I've had no relaxation. I've had no whatever. So like to me, it, the, the separation needs to be a lot. 
And this is where these sort of tracking programs and having scattered focus can really can really hurt um, your image with the company. But it can also hurt if you're like really scatterbrained. It can also hurt you gaining experience as a web developer and becoming a better web developer. I think that's that's exactly it. Everyone is going to be very different. That is a very very key point to to understand. And one like one solution does not fit all. You have to find the path that works for you. And I'll give you many different. I'll give you a lot of advice that you can try. But again, nothing that I'm going to say is the thing that's going to make you a better folk. Like have you better focus, have better concentration. It is not going to be a one thing. It's going to be a many things, and it's not going to be a today. It's going to be a in six months, in a year, as you progress, like you have to work on this. This is an important concept and I'll get to it, but like it is work to become better at focusing. And I just want to touch on like, why do you need the focus? Why do you need to focus? Right? Cause maybe like, maybe you're phoning it in at work and you're okay with those like distracted eight hour days where you only get a couple hours of work done and stuff like that. And okay. I'm probably not speaking to you then. That's fine. Like I'm in terms of like this episode, Right. Like this is probably not focused on you. But if you're someone that's trying to break into the industry, if you're someone that wants to optimize their time so that they're not always working, right? Like when you're working from home and you don't have a, you don't have time checked, maybe you can can perform your entire workday or your entire work schedule in four hours instead of eight and have more time for yourself some days. And this is where I think focusing is the superpower. If you're able to hyper-focus, if you're able to get into deep work quicker, you're able to do more in less amount of time. I think this this is my biggest motivation, right? Like I'm still going to work eight-hour days. I'm still going to work longer days sometimes. I'm going to work shorter days sometimes. But I want to optimize my time that I'm not like working eight hours and I only feel like I only got an hour of work done really. That's happened to me and it still happens to me less now, but it still happens to me. And I feel like shit. Like I personally feel like shit when those days happen. And the next day sometimes gets affected by me feeling like shit because I'm like, oh, I had a bad day. Now it's like it's snowballing into a worse day and a worse day and a worse day. And you have to get out of that snowball because it could get worse. It could be a, a bad month. And then then it can affect your job performance, right? Like if you have a few weeks of really poor performance and all of a sudden you're not hitting your goals, you're not hitting your actual like job, what you need to do, like your tasks, that's going to get noticed by your team, by your managers, by your clients, whatever, whatever situation you're in, you need to make sure that you limit the bad days and you need to make sure that you can get as much done in a shorter amount of time so you can live a better life. Like I, I want my, my ideal goal. I'll, I'll tell you right now what, where I want to end up in, let's say five to 10 years. I don't have like a set exact time frame, but I'm thinking I want to get down to working four days a week, right? I want to get down to four, working four days a week. Probably six hour days. And that seems ridiculous. I it, like having worked 12 hour days for five, six days a week and for the past few years, getting down to that amount of time seems ridiculous. But I think that as I progress in my focus, as I progress in getting better at deep work, I will be able to do more in four days at six hours a day than a distracted six day 10 hour work week, 10 hour a day work week. I do agree with you there, Mike, because I've had days where I've had to say, take a family member to the hospital. So you, you know, just for an appointment or what, what have you, doctor. And 
you just don't know when they're going to be done and then how long it's going to take and whatever. And then so I get home and, you know, let, let's just say my work day was scheduled to be eight hours, four hours of which got eaten up because four hours got eaten up. I've just sat down and just started plugging away and I've actually gotten more than what was scheduled for the entire day done in the four hours. So if you kind of master that skill of just sitting down and just go, 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 whether that, you know, inc- includes a bunch of things. Like, obviously, I'm simplifying it here by just saying, just sit down and go. Like, obviously, you know, either having uh, good scheduling, uh, proper task list and organization of that, um, you know, some always like some big project that it's obvious, like I must work on this project type thing. There's a lot you know, to be said, but if you can just sit down and just motor on the appropriate tasks and get them done. And it's, it's what's different about it is I think when a lot of people hear this, they think it's, it's rushing it and you're not rushing it. You're just doing it like the, um, I think it's like an old, I don't know. It's not an old wise tale, but it's like an old metaphor or something where it's like, uh, what is it? Slow is fast and fast is what, what is not, so fast and fast is slow. What is it? It's, uh, Come on, Mike. Help me out. Slow is good or something. Um, fast is, so, fast smooth, is good. Slow, slow is, is smooth and smooth is fast. That's there we it. go. Yeah. Totally Could not remember it. <laughs> yeah. Slow is smooth and smooth is fast. That's it. Um, and so it is that, you know, it really is that. It's just like if you just sit there and go and, you know, one small thing you can do as an example is if you think about this is it's like, let's say you have a to do list, three items on the to do list. So you sit down that day and you are for, or you're working on the, the very first item and you get through 99% of it or 90% of it. And then, and then a random client, you know, tries to email you instead of you necessarily being distracted by that email, unless of course you have some sort of contractual obligation to do that. It might be worthwhile to just finish that task. Boom. There goes one third of the day's task. Then check the email. I find that what I used to do is I would always check the email now I still have those three items and then now I'm helping them with some extra, you know, random thing, some fourth tertiary task that I wasn't aware it was going to happen. And then when you go back, you're trying to context switch. You're kind of in like a panic, like, oh, my God, I've got nothing done today. When in reality, you got 99% done of the 33% done. You know what I mean? So it, it, it comes down to that just sort of organizing your tasks and like organizing your day and just working toward sort of milestones will really kind of help you kind of get get this started because a lot of people will get distracted right near the end of a task. And it's like, man, just get that task done. Like, just let's not think about it anymore. Like it's done. Let's get it over with. Yeah, that's exactly it. Just get, get something done. Getting something done in general is going to be a good indicate, like a good start for you in any way, shape or form. If you're at the point where you're like, I can't get started, find a task that you can get done quickly. The five minute rule is a really good one. Like do a task that you think is going only going to take five minutes and it puts five minutes onto that task, put a timer on and put as much, like put the five minutes onto that task. If it, if it takes longer and you can't, you don't want to do it anymore. Okay. Maybe switch off. But re- realistically, a lot of times when you give yourself that five minute rule and you give yourself a task that you think you can get done, you're probably going to sit there and do it. And I think a lot of this, like, focus and focus and um, concentration stuff is about getting started for me i had that's where i have the most trouble like i'm always like in the first five minutes i i feel my my brain start to wander i feel distractions are easy as i get started after 10 15 20 minutes i need less less motivation and less of the ball to roll to be able to continue to be focused for a longer amount of time so i always 
focus on getting started when I need to get a lot done. I'll make everything I possibly can easy at the beginning so that I can quickly get started. And then as it, as I progress, as I get more focused, I'll start doing the more complicated stuff. Right. And this is, again, this is jumping a little bit ahead with some advice, but I do want to speak a little bit about like, again, what, why you need to do this, why you need to get better at focusing some more. Right. So a big thing is, is that focusing allows you to get overwhelmed less. So it's easy to get overwhelmed right now with like the amount of tasks coming at you, uh, with the pressure of the environment, pressure of family or whatever. I feel like if you're bad at focusing, it's easier for you to get overwhelmed. If you're good at focusing on one thing at a time and you're good at focusing, hyper-focusing on the task ahead, you're going to be a better performer in stressful situations because you know that, hey, I need to do this, then I need to do this, then I need to do this, and you're just doing it. You're focused and you're doing it. Whereas if you're overwhelmed, you're thinking on 15 different things that you could be doing and you end up not doing any of them. Your focus and concentration is almost as important as your technical skills when you're learning web development or when you're trying to succeed as a developer. Okay, why is that? Well, like I would mentioned before, if you can get more done in a short amount of time, you're going to put yourself ahead. You don't have that much time. If you're learning web development, think about it. You have a full-time job or you're at home or whatever, like you don't have unlimited amount of time. The more you can focus in that short amount of time that you have to learn, the more you're going to learn, period. And it's the same thing with the job. You have eight hours a day. Three of those hours is filled with meetings. An hour of that is lunch, et cetera, et cetera. You only have a short amount of time to get your task done. If you don't get your task done, you're done. You're gone. So you have to, you have to focus. You have to make sure that you can get to a point where you can do a lot of work in a shorter amount of time, period. And that, that's about it. For, like, you don't need much more motivation, in my opinion, to stay, to, to become better at focusing. It's, it's something that is self-explanatory. It's something that should motivate you to become better at it. I do actually have one extra point, and that is don't discount tasks that seem easy but are involved. What I mean by that is, is people will think, you know what, you know, writing out, you know, a 1200 word little summary of a huge report that my client sent is easy. And in most cases, it is it is easy. It's conceptually easy. It's not difficult to read through something and then summarize it in general, right? Pretty, pretty simple task. And so we assume, oh, it's easy. So let's just give it a little bit of time or let's like only schedule a short amount of time for it. But just because it's easy conceptually, you're not doing a bunch of math or you're not involving a whole bunch of con con um, complex concepts. What you're really doing though, is you're doing an involved task and an involved task can be, well, you could actually equate it to difficulty, but it needs its fair share of time. And that can really mess up your focus because you might think, I'll do this for 10 minutes. You get 15 minutes into it and you're already sweating thinking, oh my, like I haven't even finished reading this report. What am I going to do here? So if it's an involved task, like give it, give it proper time. Don't think, oh, you know, this is just an easy task and I'm going to look like a fool for taking all afternoon to summarize this. I mean, the, the client needs to summarize. It's a long report. Spend your time on it. It's the same thing with social media, which is actually the reason why I came up with this idea is because social media conceptually is easy. You make content, taking pictures, making little videos, maybe writing little blog posts or writing tweets or X posts, I guess, whatever they are. Um, 
But you do those things and you think, you know, it's easy. But then when you go to sit down for the first time to do it, you're like, hang on, I don't have a topic. Uh, okay, I have a, you know, I have a rough topic, web development. Cool. Uh, what topic in there? Okay, do I do this in point form? Do I need an image? Okay, now I have to get Canva. Okay, well, let's get Canva going so I can make images quickly. Oh, hang on. How do I use Canva? I've never used Canva before. Okay, let's go here. Oh, can I, can I use an AI? Well, maybe I can use an AI generator. Oh, let's use that. Oh, shoot. I don't, I don't actually want to pay for this and this one requires me to pay. Oh, oh, Canva has one in there. Okay, let me, and do you see how it's starting to snowball already where, yeah, posting something on social media is conceptually easy. It, you're, you're not launching, you know, the world's best rocket or you're not driving the world's fastest car that uses the least amount of fuel. You're not inventing the new fuel source, fuel source, fuel source for the next, you know, 10 generations or something like that. So it's conceptually easy, but it is still an involved task and you have to break it up. Mike and I have had this problem with social media forever where we think it's easy, it's easy, it's easy. So then we leave the social media either to the morning or the end of the day type thing or to an assigned block of time. And then you sit there and you go, oh no, like what do I make? And then you kind of panic because you've only kind of assigned or you've only assumed you were going to take 10 minutes. And so you just make something quick and you kind of throw it out and it's like, oh shoot. So now our, our new thing now is we're going to choose a goal. So right now we're posting a lot of memes. So it's like, we're going to choose a goal and then we're going to make it a low hanging fruit. How do we do that? Okay. Well, we have a, a video making app that has templates. Great. Okay. So then now I'm going to write it like this. How do we want to write it? What fonts do we want to do this and that, this and that? And then you get the concept down and you get the, you, you uh, streamline the technical process. Okay. I'm going to download it from here. I want this watermark. I would not want a watermark on this one. I want it to be, the list goes on. I use these many hashtags here and this and that. You, you see how the snowball is there, but I know where I'm going now. And so I'm giving the time to the task that's involved, even when it's simple, because I know people out there will be like, well, you just posted on TikTok. Yeah, but I still had to come up with a concept. I mean, you don't post on TikTok every day. You know, like the, the person that's yelling at you is probably probably not post on TikTok. It's like, go post TikTok. But like, about what? Like, oh, look, you hit your first roadblock. You know, really, though. And that's and that's not that's not meant to sound harsh. That is a reality that a lot of businesses, I think, run into is they think things are super simple. And then everyone starts getting overworked because it might be simple conceptually, but it might take four or five hours. Yeah. Simplicity does not mean that it's not going to take like a low amount of time. I think that that is a good indicator. Like you need there is certain things that are simple and quick and there are certain things that are easy a uh, hard and quick as well like you can have a really difficult task where you have to solve a really complex math equation but it could only take you five minutes because you know what you're doing uh but you could have something where it's just monotonous and easy and you have to do it right so it's it, it, there's a, these are different tasks and they require different mindsets and they require different approaches each one of them so that you can focus on it Right. Like one method of focusing is not going to work for everything that you do. That's another really important concept that you have to understand is that just because you can focus on tasks that you really like doesn't mean that you're all of a sudden solved your focus problems because now look, okay, now go and try to input your whatever into an Excel database for eight hours. Sometimes it's necessary, but like, how do you focus on that? So this is where it, you have to continually practice and continually try different things to get better and better and better where you can get to a point where you don't need motivation. You don't need to love what you're doing to be able to do it for an extended amount of time. Okay. So that this is what I want to get to now is what can you do? Like what can you do to make yourself better at focusing, right? 
And the first thing that I want to mention is that it's, this is not something you're going to be able to fix overnight. You're just not going to be able to do it. Like I mentioned myself, I've been working on this for, well, since the start of the year. This, this was kind of my New Year's resolution. We're approaching the end of the year now. I still say, have which, bad which days. Year? Which year is New Year's resolutions? <laughs> this year, like the, the 2023. Okay. <laughs> the start of 2023, right? So I, I've been working on this for a year, pretty much. It's been it's, – it's November now, so almost a year. And I still have bad days. And bad days still snowball into multiple bad days. But I can usually detect that and I can usually stop it now before it, before it snowballs into a bad week which is what I was experiencing at the start of the year and the years prior. Okay. I would have great productivity for a couple of weeks. And then all of a sudden I would hit a roadblock or I'd hit a motivation, like a lack of motivation. And I would just snowball into like two weeks of just shit. Okay. Just being able to barely get by. It, it is getting better, but I am not at the point where I can be like, I am great at focusing. I have solved my issues, but I'm getting there. And I just want to talk about overall what I've been trying, what I've been reading, what I've been kind of suggested to do and give you a direction to go to at least start looking at it and start identifying things that might work for you, right? This is not going to be something that you can try once and that's it. You get ready. You have to work on it to get better at it. The first thing you're going to have to work on seems weird, but it is part of focus and part of this whole entire process is lifestyle. Lifestyle does 100% affect the way you focus and the way you work. Stuff like the amount of sleep you get. The ex- Do you exercise? What's your diet like? Are you eating like shit? What's your stress level? Are you able to kind of self- Self-meditate, like are you able to spend time with yourself and think and not go down like rabbit holes and not go down dark places and stuff like that? What, where in these levels are you? Like, do you sleep at night? A lot of people will say I have shit sleep or whatever. That's a, that's where you need to focus sometimes to get better at focusing, ironically. Right? Like maybe you just never move. Maybe you you don't go for walks. Maybe you don't. You don't exercise, right? Like that could be something that you can try to get better at this. You might not have to do all these things, right? I'm not saying that you have to all of a sudden change your entire life and become, you know, the best person ever and meditate and like, you know, de-stress and diet and all that. You, you don't have – it's not realistic for me to tell you to do that. But you can try one thing at a time. You can try what works for you. You can learn how to get better sleep. You can learn how to – introduce 15 minutes of exercise a day and stuff like that, like small things, start small, always start small, right? And build on that, build a habit of something that you can do, maintain without killing yourself, without making it, making you dread life. It's really important to find ways that you can introduce your lifestyle, like make your lifestyle better without hating your life, if that makes sense. I think one big thing for me was, uh, absolutely sleep. Um, I mean, I still don't really sleep much, which is probably not good. But what I started doing was I just realized that I needed some time to uh, wind down at night. And so I would usually like play a video game or go out or whatever right till bedtime. And so I usually try not to do that anymore. Um, I don't 
have a hard rule though for that. So that's something that I know for myself. Cause if I set a hard rule, like, nope, I have to be in the house by a certain point. I know that I'll just regret it and think about it the whole night. And then I just like, won't do that. So sometimes if I go out until bedtime, then I go out until bedtime, you know, whatever. But, um, what I will do is I will like have a wind down period in which I turn on something that I've seen before. And I'll usually just try to get in, at least into like a comfortable position on like a couch. Again, this is not ideal. This is not like some sleep coach telling me to do this. In fact, they'd probably tell me not to do this. But then I will pass out earlier on the couch than I would normally get like an hour or two asleep on the couch and then go into a bed. Now, again, I'm not saying that that this is what you should do, but this has helped me get more sleep because that two hours I would be awake and then I would sleep two hours less. Is it the greatest sleep on a couch sitting up? Probably not, but it's better for me um, mood wise and everything for me to get that extra hour or two. And then just, you know, crawl into a bed and fall asleep again. So it's little things like that where um, another one is uh, coffee. So like I guess it'd be part of diet. I used to just drink coffee like crazy. I still do. But now I realize sometimes I'm like, why am I like kind of freaking out? And it's like, oh, it's because I drank like 14 coffees. And that's happened to me. Like I'm not exaggerating with the 14. Like I've had like 14 coffees and then like, what is going on? Like, why am I like I'm stressing out, but I don't know. Like I'm not actually stressing out about something. I'm just stressing out. And it's like, you know, obviously I try not to let it to get to 14 now, but I'll drink two or three and then be like, oh, I'm kind of stressed out a bit. And then I'll just go and down water. I won't bring it, you know, to my desk or anything and like slowly drink it. I just down it quick, have a big old glass. Okay. Now I've had my water because I know that my bad habit is I'm just going to go reach for a coffee again. And so at least I've had water to break that up. And again, these aren't the healthiest habits and I'm not saying you follow these habits, but these are like small things that I've done for myself that have allowed me to slowly but surely, you know, work toward being better just at work or just having like a more healthy lifestyle, I suppose, where I'm not freaking out and I am getting a more appropriate amount of sleep. Yeah, I I think, again, it, it's one of those situations where whatever works for you, right? It's not going to work for everyone, but if you can get a couple hours, like for a lot of people, yeah, that the initial getting to sleep is the hardest part. So for you, Matt, those first two hours are on the couch, but you can get to sleep even after you go back to bed after that. That's a huge win, right? Like, boom, you found your way to do that. And I'm sure a lot of people are in that situation. They can try different methods, but like the whole point is just getting to sleep and sleep just like for me personally, I don't have an issue getting to sleep. Uh, Right now I have a newborn so technically, like my sleep is kind of up and down. Uh, it's getting better lately because she's sleeping for longer periods of time. So that's great. But I've never really had an issue getting to sleep. That's never been my biggest problem. I think exercise is a bigger problem for me, just staying consistent and trying to get to like the gym or even doing like 15 minutes of yoga every day has helped a ton. Like when I was able to do that on a consistent basis, I've noticed myself be way more focused at work. And just less pain. And I think a lot of it for me to is like just the pain sometimes hurts. Like if I if I sit for too long, my back starts to hurt a little bit and I just become uncomfortable. And then and then I'm focused on the uncomfortableness rather than the stuff that I need to focus on. So just making myself as comfortable and without any stress on my back or on my legs or anything helps me to get to a state where I can focus quicker. So getting a sit-stand desk has helped me. Like I stand for a lot of meetings so that, you know, I can bounce around a little bit so that I can get my legs working, uh, so I can get my back straight up. I've got a better chair now. Like I got a Herman Miller and it's really helped me like just be able to sit up forward without stressing my back. Like I, I noticed as soon as I got the chair that 
my back isn't hurting. Like I never really paid attention to the the like any pain in my back because it wasn't like you know serious pain. It was something dull, but it was always there, and I always had to readjust myself, and that would break my focus. Right now, I can find myself sitting for like two, three hours at a time, and still be in a fairly comfortable state where I it's not breaking my focus. So you have to find different ways like that to try to like make sure that you can remain focused, like get focused and then remain focused. What's breaking you out of it? And you have to be very cognizant as you're working and all of a sudden you get distracted. What was the distraction? Right? You have to figure out that way. And like moving on to the next segment here, which is distractions. How do you limit that? How do you limit distractions? We're, again, I, I mentioned this earlier. Distractions are everywhere now. Like, holy crap, the phone is constantly vibrating. I've tried to limit the amount of notifications on my phone. Every time I open my phone, it's like 20 notifications. And this is not just like people messaging me. This is like a random app that's had some sort of thing that it wants to push me a newsletter that was sent out that I haven't unsubscribed from, like 15 different messages from different work environments, whatever, like stuff that's not even relevant to me. I think out of those like 20 notifications, maybe one is relevant to what I need at that time. Maybe. Sometimes, in, in fact, most of the time, none are relevant, right? So turn off your notifications, obviously. <laughs> like One of the distractions you can do when you're setting yourself up for focus time, put on focus mode on, on your computer and your phone. That does help. I promise you it does help. Just having less stuff vibrating, less stuff in your face. If you have a watch, make sure that it respects your focus mode. That's one thing that I noticed that was an issue. Like I would put my computer on focus mode. I would put my phone on focus mode, but my watch would constantly vibrate. And every time it vibrates, I look at it and boom, I'm out. Even though it's like an email from some random newsletter, like I don't give a crap about it, but now I'm not focused anymore. Like what the hell? Why do I even need that? So I, in fact, turn off all notifications on my watch except for phone calls, right? Because like if someone needs to contact me, they can call me on the phone, which happens very rarely other than spam calls. But for the most part, my phone is pretty good at like detecting spam and not pushing it through. So that unfortunately is still somewhat of an issue, but it's kind of like the, the balance that I've kept to be still reachable, but not having a million things going on on my watch. That watch thing is actually super crucial because I noticed myself getting super anxious every time a notification comes in. And it's not like I'm getting super anxious like every time. It's it's a bump in anxiety because you like have to check it, right? And then you go back down and you have to check it. And it, it is taking you out of that focus. But I found that it's also ruining my performance in whatever. So if I'm just like putting together something like I was recently a part of a wedding. So I was like putting stuff together. If I had my phone or my watch on and it keeps tapping my wrist, tapping my wrist, I'm now thinking about the things I read on my watch and I'm thinking about what I'm doing and I'm going to perform worse at whatever it is, even though it's simple stuff like move these, move these boxes here, move these envelopes here, hide this here, move this here. It It's like now I have split, I've lost my focus. I have like split focus. So having like, especially the watch, because it just keeps tapping your wrist, tapping your wrist tapping your wrist. I'm like, what I do is I leave it on. I get tapped. If I get tapped three times too fast and two are useless, it's all, it's all D and D. It's do not disturb. It's over. And I'm not going to check it probably to the next day or whenever I need to turn do not disturb back on. It's just because I just, I know that I'm going to perform worse throughout the day 
having this constant tap on the shoulder or tap on the wrist, tap on the wrist, tap on the wrist too much. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like the notifications on the wrist are kind of a, I don't know. They, they have way less benefit than I thought they would. Like, I like to check my watch for the time, for the weather, for stuff like that. But I, I don't really need to get all my emails sent to my watch. Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. If there's certain people that I need to hear from, again, they can call me. And I think you can set up, like, a WhatsApp profile that will only allow certain people from WhatsApp or text messages to get through the important list or something like that to your watch. That makes sense to me because then you can quickly, like, make sure that you respond to people that are important. But everything else, I, like, no, like you don't need it on your watch 99% of the time. It just, it's, it's too much noise. Um, the other thing that you can help, that can help you is having a single monitor. Um, I don't have that yet, but I am kind of thinking about it. This is something that I've noticed sometimes distracts me is having dual monitors. Not only does it distract me, it kind of kinks my neck to look at my second monitor, which is to the side. Um, so I'm thinking like, Maybe one ultra wide monitor, one thirty two inch monitor, might be more productive for me. Even though I'll have less real estate, realistically, like one a few times, I've noticed myself looking at my side monitor more than my main monitor, and I'm like, "What the? What is going on? Like, why? <laughs> why am I doing that when I have a much better main monitor? I don't have to kink my neck, but I'm all of a sudden using my side monitor because it, it has more real estate there. I don't know, like." That's something you can try. It's something I am going to try. Um, another thing, background noise. So for some people, having some like, you know, music on in the background, maybe like game music, uh, game soundtracks or whatever music, whatever music you don't have to like pay attention to can help. Uh, just the white noise effect, right? And, like to drown out all the other dings and bings and like beeps outside and stuff like that. So just having it so that there's a constant noise can really help you get into a focus zone. Some people, I think Matt, you're one of them, throws on like a show that they've seen a million times in the background and that helps. So like whatever helps you stay focused on the current task, try that for in terms of noise in the background. If it's silence, you know, get headphones that can do uh, noise canceling. That can help a ton if you're in a noisy environment or even if you're not in a noisy environment, just to limit all the other stuff. In my, in my particular case, you're 100% right. So I have the, the show that I've seen a million times. The, and how I use it is I don't need to pay attention to it. I've seen it a whole bunch. And there's a bunch of shows that are like that now. So I have a whole bunch of shows that I've seen a bunch. Um, and so I can swap it up because even though it's in the background, I'll get bored of it. Right. So I'll just flip to another one. And what I like about it is that if I am doing, you know, whatever it is, a task, I'm doing data entry, I'm doing some coding, I'm doing whatever I need to do. And I get annoyed or anxious about something or I, I get, you know, ticked off at something. The first instinct is to grab the phone. And now I'm down a rabbit hole. I'm on Instagram, I'm on Twitter, I'm on, on Reddit, I'm on, you know, Lord knows what. But what I do with the show is I just look to the show and I watch the show for a little bit. And it's like, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. And then my brain is still thinking about the task at hand because I've already seen this show a million times. And then I can switch right back to the show and I'm not falling down the rabbit hole of like went on to Instagram, saw some news, got mad. <laughs> and then the list goes on, then went to go check something, shared it with a friend, saw that I had some messages, read those messages. It just gets to be too much. That's exactly it. So it's nice to just have something that can drown every all of that stuff out. And I think one of the biggest things um, is to set deep work time in your calendar, for me at least. Because something that distracts me more than anything is work. 
right? Like I can talk about like games and stuff like that. Games don't really distract me anymore. Uh, personal calls don't really distract me as much anymore. But when someone messages me from work, like from my Slack channel, I'm immediately going to go to it. That's something that I'm like, oh, is something down? Do I can I can I unblock someone? Can I help someone? Whatever, like that. My mind just goes to that right away. And if I don't set focus properly, if I or if I don't turn off my Slack or whatever, that's my number one thing that will take me out of focus time. So what I do now is I set deep work time in my calendar, uh, and what that does is it automatically sets my Slack to to have deep work on, and it automatically tells people around, like coworkers or whatever to not ping me, right? Like, or if they do ping me, they're probably not expecting an answer right away as well, right? So that makes me calm down a little bit and I can just go and keep working and I don't even notice the Slack messages during that deep work time. So setting yourself up for less distractions at the end of the day is kind of the key here because they're going to be coming at you from all over the place no matter what, but you you can control how many come at you. We have the tools. The thing with that, too, is that in, when I used to start or when I used to not do that, but want to do that to like tell people, hey, I'm not going to be around or whatever, I'd always assume they're going to be you know, mad or upset or whatever. And many are not, which is comforting. And some are. But I've just learned to le- learn to accept the fact that some people are not going to like what you're doing. And as long as it's not like I'm poking someone in the eye, right? It's not like something serious. Um, too bad. We we had a client recently where we're working with them to do some stuff, and I'm just super busy personally right now. I'm going to three weddings in in a, in a series of three weeks. Very busy time, and unfortunately, I told them like, "Hey, I'm gonna be gone. You know, on average, one day a week, one day of the work week, just on average. So I won't be able to message you just because like I'm getting you know destroyed here. I knew this was coming for weeks and weeks and weeks. I've prepared, but you know, we're working on this thing. So just to let you know." You know, I won't be around on these certain days and they weren't happy with it. And I was like, I don't know what to tell you, man. Like I'm part of these weddings like that. That ends a chapter. You know, you're not I'm not paid. There's no con- they're not paid for the that particular day. There's no contract saying I have to be available five days for you. There's no contract saying I have to be available at all. So, you know, you cordially do it. You know, you sort of PR it, as I say, where you you say, you know, sorry, man. You know, I know it's an, I know it's an inconvenience, but. You know, I'm also I have to do this and I'm just going to do it that way. And that 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 ends that chapter. Um, and it's a difficult skill to learn to set boundaries like that. But it has to be done. Uh, it's a, it, it, I remember Mike and I a couple of times like for deep work where I've just set my out of office notification on where I just told Mike, like, it's going to say I'm on vacation. In reality, I have about five huge data entry things and I'm going to also work on a blog post. So I'm just not going to answer anyone's emails. And I don't have any contractual obligations to answer emails. So, you know, that's it. That and we're good that way. So it, it, it is something that's a little unfortunate where some people will be like, why is this guy always on vacation? But I'm not actually on vacation. I just I need to get this work done. And that was the quickest way for me to get there. Um, so, you know, Mike probably has it the better way where he goes on Slack and he sets it to deep work. So people are aware of that. Unfortunately, I don't have a Slack with all my, <laughs> all my clients, which are all part of different businesses and stuff like that. Like that would be insane trying to get them all on there. Um, but, um, I, I'm using a tool that I have at least. <laughs> it, it is kind of doable on Slack. Just as a little tan- tangent, you can have external channels where only they can access it. But the problem here is, uh, I'll just. Like I know what Matt's going to say is just getting them to even like log into Slack would be a yep. disaster. 
Yeah. Disaster just, just zone. Unmitigated disaster. So, yeah, it's not not doable. But What's Slack? Is it email? Yeah, te- technically possible. <laughs> um, okay. So, having said that, that, those are great. Getting rid of distractions, changing your lifestyle. Again, not easy. None of this is easy. But this is something that I think is a requirement to a certain degree to get to a point where you can get better at working. Productivity. Let's talk about that a little bit, right? Because that's definitely still part of focusing, like making sure that you can get into a zone where you can start working, right? You can start focusing on work. One thing that helps me a ton is setting daily priorities. Uh, What I do is like I just have a piece of paper and I write down one to three things that I want to accomplish that day for work. Sometimes it's one big thing. Sometimes it's three smaller things. If I can get those done in that day, I feel good. That my, my goal is like I, I, I need to have it achievable so that I can use that motivation to build to the next day, to the next day, to the next day. If I don't get them done, like if I, if I set three goals and I only get one done, I need to make sure that the next day I lower the bar significantly. Because if I have two or three days of not achieving my goals, that will hurt me in the long run. That I will on the fourth day, I will just be like, screw this, I suck, and I'm gonna have a bad day. And that's happened to me before, and I'm sure it's happened to other people. So make the goals achievable and work small first, and then work your way up to where your optimal amount of tasks is. A lot of times I'll get three done really quickly and then I'll work on other stuff. Like I'll, I'll go in and figure out what else I need to do that day so that my next day is easier and my next day is easier, right? So just getting yourself to a certain degree, like a focused task list, I think is the, is the way to put it. Not like a big, like if you, if you open up your Jira or if you open up your linear and you have a thousand tickets there, right? If you're the project manager or whatever, and you're, you're the one prioritizing and all that, that can be overwhelming as a first thing to do in the morning. Whereas if you just have one or one or three tasks to accomplish that day, it's a little bit easier to get started in my opinion. And again, a lot of this is about getting started. The next thing that I do is I do work timers. If I'm having a particularly hard time getting started, if I'm having a particularly hard, hard time getting motivated to start my deep work session, I will set a, I believe it's around like a 20-minute to a 40-minute timer. It's the Pomodoro technique. And I will do work in that 40 minutes. And I'll have a little timer on in the corner or somewhere that's ticking down. After that timer is ticked down, you you take like a five-minute break, and then you set another timer, and you do it again. Usually for me, a lot of people will continue to do this over and over throughout the, throughout the workday. Usually it takes me like one or two of these Pomodoro timers to get into the zone, and then I just forget about it, and I start working normally. Okay, so this again, this is the hack for me to get started. It's not something that I continue to structure my entire day around. I don't use work timers to structure my day. I use it as a way to start my day. I try try different task management software or methods, right? Like I'm not saying that you should go to the most complex, like, you know, set up an entire Jira board for your solo projects or whatever. Try whatever works for you, right? Like if you like simplicity, get a piece of paper or get some sticky notes and use that. There's nothing wrong with paper and pen, okay, for, for task management. If you're more structured and you like to keep track, like have a history of everything that you've done, then something like 
a Monday.com or a Linear or an Asana, all of those Trello, like there's a billion different task management softwares, whatever you can build your own to-do app, (laughs) whatever you want to do it. There's a million different ways you can do it. If you have trouble with one, that doesn't mean you suck at task management. Try another one. That's why there's so many of them, right? Like if you have trouble with Asana and you seem to not be motivated to use it, try paper and pen. Maybe you need simplicity. Or try on the other board, try Jira or something for something more complex. I don't know. Keep trying. Again, this is not something you can do in one day until you find a method that works for you. A method where you can track the daily goals, the track and keep progress on what you need to do and what you've done that day. Uh, I'm definitely a victim of having to move from different two different softwares. Um, and I got stuck on Asana for a really long time just due to the reviews and other people really liking it. And I had a, a friend show me how he used it as a CRM pretty much and had this really complex, you know, little automations everywhere and things like that. Tried that, couldn't really get into it. Tried a few others, really couldn't get into them. And then I kind of landed on Microsoft to do, which I understand is very simple, but it's the idea is that it's just, I'm already in the Microsoft ecosystem. And so this is something where I'm just signed in. I, I write down call notes in there. I write down, you know, to do's, uh, client calls and says, Hey, I want these, you know, six, seven changes done. Uh, we have a lot of sort of like freestanding, I guess you can call them maintenance contracts where people will just call and be like, Hey, I want these eight things done. And then we have an allotment of hours each month. And then we just sort of slowly do the changes. Um, and they usually don't have due dates, but I can add due dates if I need to. And then I couple this actually with Trello. So with Trello, I use uh, Trello for um, easy access of resources. So some links that I can't remember. Oh, you know, what was that free stock photo site again? Here's, you know, my list of that. So quick references, things like that. Copy paste scripts. If I'm copying and pasting scripts of emails, those type of things, which is rare, but I still need them. So that, that's where I keep those and content planning also. So Mike and I have a board set up where we have, you know, here's our ideas. What categories have fallen? Is it a written guide? Is it a short video? What is it? Okay. And then Trello gives you the freedom to add checklists, write um, you know, comments. I put it in different columns. So our columns are, is this in pre-production? Is it in production? Is it staged? Usually meaning, is it scheduled for release? Is it scheduled or is it uh, done, you know, or is it archived? Uh, and we usually will archive every year or until, or when things get too full type thing. Uh, and it's just a good way to see like, oh shoot, like I was going to work on something brand new, but I forgot that, you know, I've done two of three of the things for this, uh, you know, blog post video combo. So I better finish that. Then I can move this into uh, you know, staged and eventually into finished. And then I can work on something else soon, uh, soon uh, else elsewhere. So a combination of to do and Trello for me, but you know, I'm obviously unique. You guys are going to figure out your own way to do things, but don't just stick on the reviews because that's why I stuck with the sauna for so long. And I don't think there's anything wrong with the sauna. I want to be clear. I'm not saying there's something wrong with the sauna. I just, it's just not for me. It just really is not for me. Yeah. I, so I've tried Monday.com. I've tried Asana. Um, I've tried Jira. Oh, I mean, I've used Jira many, many times for different purposes. Um, I'm using Linear right now for work. Uh, so kind of my Kanban process, my entire like project management process is through Linear. For personal paper and pen, I'm, I'm, I went back to the basics because all of the other ones like Monday.com and Asana were just too much for me to handle. At that, ter- at that specific time, I might still try some more 
to get more methods in place. But again, I went back to basics and it was working for me for now. So I'm, I'm going to keep it. Uh, for podcast, I'm using Trello. So I put all my podcast ideas down, down there. I put all my links down there and, uh, I kind of track the podcast stuff through Trello, right? So that, those are the things that I'm using right now. I'm trying to keep it as simple as possible because as soon as I complicate it, it becomes part of the thing that distracts me. So rather than helping me stay less distracted and helping me focus, it's a thing that actually requires me to <laughs> have to focus on it even more, which distracts me in the end. So again, it, it's that balance that you have to make for yourself. Some people are very structure oriented, which is why these tools exist. And some people are way more like open where they just need like a notes app and just a bunch of random ramblings that they themselves only understand. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that is what I'm trying to say here. Next thing here, start small and focus on one thing at a time, right? So if you're having trouble motivating yourself, start small. Again, that five-minute rule, do the five, do a task that you think will only take five minutes. Set that timer for five minutes and do that task. It's not about the fact that you're going to only spend five minutes on it. It's about the fact to get started. It's all about getting started. It's back to that. Something that I haven't done yet and I'm planning on doing is some brain training exercises, right? Some memory testing, some like Sudokus, whatever, whatever trains your brain. I don't know what they are, but I have read about this stuff a few times where it just helps your brain like focus on something for a little while. And again, it's like training. It's like focus training outside of actually doing the tasks that you need to do. So I want to try this. I don't have any experience myself with it. So take that with a grain of salt. But uh, again, I'm trying to get better at it. It's going to be a continual process. This is something I'm going to do. Something that 100% works for me and something that I did this weekend. Uh, I took kind of an extra half day on Friday and I went to the cottage. Take breaks. You need time to reset. And it has, it works flawlessly for me. If I, if I feel myself losing focus, if I feel myself losing motivation and just getting it just becoming difficult to start my days, that's a signal for me that A, I might be burning out. So that that's even worse. And B, I need to take a break to, to avoid the burnout and to get back some motivation and some help with like starting the focus training again, right? It's, it's really important to notice the signs. So all of this that I've said, they're all ways that you can get better at it. But it comes down to, are, can you notice yourself being distracted, can you notice yourself going down rabbit holes that you shouldn't be going down rather than like avoiding work essentially and avoiding the things that you should be doing? Because when you can start to notice the signs, those are that's the time when you can start implementing techniques and trying to write yourself on the right path. If you're at the point where you don't notice it and eight hours goes by and you've only really put in an hour of work and you don't even notice – you need to take a step back and try to get to the point where you can at least start noticing yourself be distracted. And I think it's a lot easier said than done. I'm not like, this is something that will take time to even get that point. And you need to give yourself that time and you need to work on it. But it is in a key, key thing to do to start the process of becoming a better focus, focuser. And outside of all this, there are certain uh, conditions medical conditions or like, you know, psychological conditions that will prevent you from focusing. 
I haven't mentioned those because I personally don't think I have them. I've done an ADHD test. Uh, I haven't done like a psyche eval or anything like that, but I, I don't think I have anything like that. So I can't speak to it, but they do exist. And if nothing that you're doing is working, it's probably an indication that you need to get some external help, right? That's all I want to say because, again, I don't have the context to be able to speak to you from any level of knowledge on psychological conditions that I don't have. Basically speak to a doctor or a medical professional. Correct. At that point. And, yeah, that's that's it for me. That's it for what, what uh, I wanted to kind of focus this episode on uh, and try to help you become a better developer and become a better learner and hopefully accelerate your career and achieve your goals. Um, let us know if any of this stuff works for you down the line, because if it works for you, it might work for someone else. I'll try to share it out and give other people some motivation to start learning how to focus. Uh, but that's it. Um, just remember, you're, it's not going to be easy. You will still have bad days. The goal is to have a lower amount of bad days than you did before. And that's a good catch-all at the end there because, yes, absolutely, you're going to always have bad days even if you've, you know, sort of, quote-unquote, mastered your anxiety or mastered your lack of focus or mastered whatever. Something can derail you, whether it's a personal problem or a distraction or maybe you're literally just excited about a vacation that's coming up or something and it might derail you. It doesn't always have to be a negative thing. It can be a positive thing. And so, of course, you know, you are going to have some of those bad or off track days. And that's just part of being human. But I do think it is time to end run the old conclusion. What do you think, Mike? Let's run her up. Well, remember that we are on Patreon. If you want to support the show and episodes like this, that's patreon.com slash HTML. All the things and many thanks to our $3 tier patrons, Ryan Gatchel from Blue Black Digital on blueblackdigital.com, Tim from the Web Hacker on thewebhacker.com, Jason from Geek Life Radio via geekliferadio.com, Michael Curie from MC Web Studio via mcwebstudio.ca, Magnus from YesWeb via yesweb.se, Jeff from Twitter via at the Jeff McHale, Fire Ant Season via fireantseason.com, Gunner Brunette, Gunner Brunette, excuse me, via gunnerbrunette.com, Watoto Coding via watotocoding.com, Garrett Segal, and Level Up Financial Planning via www.levelupfinancialplanning.com. Before we close out the show, we'd also like to give a shout out to Michael LaRocca, a contributing author on htmlallthethings.com. Michael is the author of Self-Taught the X Generation blog at selftaughttxg.com. Go check him out. Feel free, feel free to leave a comment or review in the platform you're listening to this on. And this outro will sign us off. You've been listening to HTML All The Things Podcast. Web development, web design, and small business. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this show. And we hope you appreciate that we talk to you like human beings. And we hope you had some fun. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit us up on social media. On Facebook, Instagram, and Patreon at HTML All The Things. And on Twitter at HTML Everything. Until next time, this is HTML All The Things. Signing off.